Hello, and welcome to another edition of the 16-Ounce Canvas, the Art of Craft Beer podcast. My name is AJ Kearns. I'm your host here each and every week as we bring you the artists, designers, illustrators, all of those people that help bring your favorite beers and breweries to life. And this week, it's no different. This week is episode number 36, 36, featuring the talented Earl Holloway. We came to learn of the New York-based artist through the work that he has done with KCBC. That's right, the Kings County Brewers Collective. Try to say that five times fast. That is one instance where I'm very happy that they decided to use an acronym because while it is a great name, it is quite difficult to say multiple times. So Kings County Breweries Collective, see what we're doing there? We're showing it to you one more time. They are based out of Brooklyn, and Earl's been working with them for a little bit over a year now, bringing some of their cans to life. Got some great designs, great art. Earl is a comic book guy at heart. He's making his own comics. You can find him out via the Instagram machine, Funny Bone Stuff. That is his handle. Like I said, Mr. Earl Holloway. It's all one word there. And you'll find out some more information about his Tumblr there and see his work in action. I do love when the social media accounts of the artists, the breweries, or both show the works in progress. I just love that stuff. Kind of, you get a little taste of things. You'll see a little behind the scenes. And it's a really, really nice feature. So if you're out there and you're thinking about how you should present your art, I am not an expert. So if you want to appease me, that would make me really happy. So that that being said, we do have a website, 16ozcanvas.com. That's the 16-ounce canvases home on the World Wide Webs. You can also check us out via Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Keeping things easy for you, 16OZ, 16-ounce, Canvas is the username. And if you are finding pictures, if you're an artist, you're a brewery, you want to tag us, we would love it. You can either tag us with the at sign, but uh, pound, tic-tac-toe, hashtag 16OZ, Canvas is the official hashtag of the 16-ounce Canvas. allows us to spread your artwork and spread the message to the craft beer community. We do want to thank everybody who has been very, very supportive. You will be listening to this on Black Friday, so it's the day after Thanksgiving, and we just want to let everybody know that we are very thankful for you and you and you and you. The feedback we continue to get each week helps us to push forward. It helps us to think of new ways to kind of challenge ourselves, new artists that we should be introduced to, and it's a really exciting time not only for myself, but for the craft beer community. And we're really enjoying our niche in this uh, in this scene. So we're growing each week. The stats don't lie. And we thank you for being a part of it. Feel free to get in touch. AJ at 16ozcanvas.com. We'd love to hear from you. We'd love to learn more about different artists that you have in mind or love us to check out. But without further ado, we're going to get right back into it. I'm going to start things off with Mr. Earl Holloway, KCBC, right here, 16-ounce canvas, episode number 36, coming to you live. Well, not live, but recorded. You understand. Anyway. Hello, and welcome to another edition of the 16-ounce canvas, the art of craft beer podcast. 
Excited to have with us today, Earl Holloway. How's it going today, Earl? Doing well, doing well. Uh, just came back from the dentist, clean bill of health. Exactly. We, yeah, Earl well. and I had a little yeah. sidebar about the dreadedness of the dentist. So I definitely, <laughs> hopefully people find this podcast less painful than the dentist. And then now that's kind of the bar that we're going to set moving forward. <laughs> Yeah, no, no laughing gas required. <laughs> yeah, right. Oh, we gave, yeah, they gave it to my kid recently, and it was, I mean, it wasn't like to the level of the, you know, epic uh, online video of the kid with the laughing gas. You know, I guess they, <laughs> they, they I, I asked them about that. I was definitely concerned, and they said, oh, no, we flush it out. So I guess there's a way to, to, to remove it from the body, but it, it was pretty hilarious. <laughs> the lady's like, he didn't stop talking for the whole hour and was just telling him his whole life story for a seven-year-old. It was pretty amazing. It was just so hilarious. Oh wow! Yeah, <laughs> all like completely, completely, completely non sequitur child brain. Right, on, exactly. Uh, yeah, perfect. On, on yeah. that gas, yeah. Right, exactly. <laughs> yeah, life is much simpler. And it was like, oh, this is like this is a beautiful perspective on life. It's like, oh, you're not jaded. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, let's talk about skittles. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah, exactly. Oh, I got a couple green ones today. That was amazing. <laughs> so, Earl, where where uh, where are we catching you from? I think uh, you're in New York, right? If I remember from. New York. Uh, yeah, I, uh, I I live in uh, I live in Brooklyn, um, and I work in New York City uh, in a day job, and then I do illustration and comic books and stuff like that uh, along with that um, out of my apartment. So, All right. Yeah, uh, we we yeah. love the uh, day job uh, bill payer and the you know out of work passion you know dream job. So yeah, we definitely. <laughs> We definitely you gotta, respect you that. You got to do it. Exactly. It keeps, yeah, it. it's good. It's, it's definitely good. And we we came to learn of Earl through the work that he does with uh, Brooklyn, New York brewery KCBC, which, again, talking about shortened names is uh, an acronym for Kings County Brewers Collective. If you haven't got a chance to check them out, you can go to their website, kcbcbeer.com. And if you're looking to find Earl, you can find a lot of his illustrations and kind of just um, – travel along with the life experiences i guess is the best way to put it funny funny bone stuff so it goes well with being a you know, drawing comic books so just getting all the administrative stuff yeah. out of the way yeah that's um it's kind of like uh it's, it's kind of morphed in from kind of went through like some transitional periods of like uh you know straight up freelance illustration and then i really kind of fell in love with comic books again and really kind of boned up on the inking process and penciling and stuff like that. And just not, I didn't really develop a new style necessarily. I just kind of like really honed in on uh, something that I really, really enjoyed. Um, and through that, it's kind of, you know, it, it's permeated my, what I want to draw, um, which is kind of getting reflected in um, these, uh, these recent KCBC labels, which is really a lot of fun um, to see that happen. Yeah. Yeah, they're very yeah they're very yeah they're uh, they're very vivid you know the the colors and just kind of they're 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 telling small little stories which is really which is really great to see so I definitely and that's two things that I've come to find that are like commonality among artists that, that we've interviewed maybe we just have a really good pluck of the of the litter but comic books always seems to come back up I mean I think that either it's people started with comic books and dove in I mean uh, even the episode this week we have. I called Grandin on, and yeah, he was saying that comic books got it for, got him into you know, drawing, and he still reads his comic books. And it's just so many different artists, uh, you know, love their comic books. So it's really it's really great to see. Yeah, there's um there's just like that really rich uh, 
I, I don't know. It's kind of like a, like maybe like a shorthand thing going on where um, so many, you're standing on the shoulders of so many talented people from years ago uh, and people that are working now that like there, there's a language already there. So you don't really have to worry about necessarily like developing like something that's like a really, really, uh, I don't, I don't want to use the word unique, um, but more like um, they're just like this established way of working and it's code for people that know about comic books. So you can kind of like really just use that as a platform to, to produce the work that you want to uh, produce. I don't know if that makes sense, but like kind of like, you know, pre pre-existing, pre-existing styles and work. Um, yeah. And being able to play with that is, is really a lot of fun. Really, what comic, really yeah, it. and then what kind of books were, or, or kind of where are you drawn to? Where's what, what what stories are you know which which of the yeah which one? Um, yeah, I'm a kid. You know, I'm 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 a kid of the '70s kind of a thing. Like I was I was born in '73, so uh, you know, like like Spider-Man looms the largest. I just I can't help it. I was I was definitely like he was really rammed down my throat for you know, for years and years or whatever. So it definitely, <laughs> it definitely rubbed off. Um, I, I, I really like that sort of like late sixties, early seventies comic book, uh, work that was going on. Um, the artists would be like, you know, Gil Kane or John Romita, um, or Neil Adams, you know, people, people like that, um, just really kind of like responded to those guys when I started reading comics, um, running down books, in comic book shops this is before all the this is before there were you know like regularly scheduled uh graphic novels coming out and stuff so you had to kind of run around and, and buy trade paperbacks or pick up original issues or something like that so you, you just kind of like kind of end up going down the rabbit hole you know um as a kid especially when you're introverted you're just like well this is it you know i'm just <laughs> these are my buddies i'm gonna you know i go to these kind of go to these comic book shops and pick up this work and stuff and you know, just really delve into it. Right. And I yeah. think now with, um, the, the fact that every comic book that's had a success story has, has to be turned into a movie, which no, no judgment either way on that, but the comic books had had that level of intimacy and they were speaking kind of, you know, while not only looking out for those who, you know, needed help in society, I think there were a lot of like subtle characters and stories, you know, especially if you were, you know, a little more quiet or, you know, you said an introvert, it kind of was like, oh, you're not, you know, they, they kind of, I mean, I guess literally spoke to you in a way, you know, so I thought that was always yeah, really cool to see that. Yeah, yeah. and X-Men was really good um, under, you know, like Chris Claremont and John Byrne, just the whole idea that you're, they, they are speaking in code, like they are talking about social issues that are really prickly that people don't want to really um, read about or confront. So they're, they're kind of folding it into, you know, well, it's about mutants. It's not about racism. Uh, you know, it's not, it's like just like easier to process or something like that. So then it just kind of starts to, you know, you start to realize that that's what's going on and then it gets really interesting. Um, yeah, it's a, wait, what? It's not just about a man in a yellow suit with claws. Like that. What do you mean? It's about you know, yeah, being different. Yeah, yeah. It's like, Oh, <laughs> Don't ruin that for me. Yeah, it's like, no, you idiot. Like, you know, they couldn't yeah. just come out and say that because then they would have been, have been a one-off, one you know what I mean? Like, racism guy. Like, yeah. no, that wasn't going to be like a superhero, right? But, yeah. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not going to really, that's not going to, that's not going to go well, you know? <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah. So, mm. as a kind of a 
taking a step back to the kind of the, the the Earl story, how did you, you know, obviously we talked about comic books having an impact, but you're always drawing or is it kind of, when did you kind of decide that you wanted to go down that, that path? Yeah. I, so I had, um, I had kind of like a, uh, um, I had kind of an interesting street I lived on, I guess I could say in, uh, in San Francisco. Uh, I grew up in the, I grew up in, um, uh, on this hill called Potrero Hill in San Francisco. And, uh, it was kind of like an eclectic group of like, my parents were kind of, they were, they were sort of hippies, you know, like, uh, like kind of like they were like culture hippies. Like they, they were just like into the music and the look and all that kind of stuff. So they, they lived on this block, their friends lived on this block, but then across the street, there were things like, um, importing, exporting warehouses. There was an auto body shop, uh, where, uh, Cholos would come in with their cars and have like really, really awesome murals painted on the back of their, you know, 64 Impala or something like that. And then down the street from that on the same block were a group of like set designers that would produce stuff for theatrical uh, performances, like in the Bay area and stuff like that. So all that, all that stuff was kind of like around. Um, and I, Definitely started drawing. I, I kind of, it's one of those things where I can't really remember like how long it, I was drawing, but I do remember winning a, uh, the, like it was the first generation of a Cape Deck Walkman that was a prize uh, in an art contest that um, my family's friends were having. And um, I won that contest with that. Easter bunny, like coming out of a flying saucer and dropping eggs in a yard or something like that. So that's kind of the earliest memory I think I have of like being able to remember an image that I had created, which was uh, pretty early on, I guess, like maybe like eight or something like that. Um, and then my grandfather taught me two points for perspective when I was like 11 or something like that. And then I just really kind of got sucked in, I guess. Um, and just filling up sketchbooks and, um, pretty much drawing, like not really any, not really any other kind of artwork. Um, pretty much straight big pen, you know, on any kind of piece of paper that's available, I guess is the, <laughs> is the beginning, you know? Yeah. Um, well, yeah, you yeah, want, you want right. a tape deck. I mean, that's pretty I mean. A, a Walkman. That's like, those were gold back in the day. Now it's again, I, you're a couple years older than I am, but we still have the fact that technology you know, i started to use a floppy disk and you know we had oh, yeah, monochrome yeah. screens yeah. and stuff like that so <laughs> definitely we're not you know we're we could sit back and do when i was a kid stuff which i can't believe i'll i'm gonna do that at some point to my children <laughs> uh, uh, yeah I, I can't believe it i like i've literally like discussed it with my future self like i just know where that's gonna go and so but yeah can you can you can you drop some knowledge on me on the two-point uh perspective from your, your grandfather just i mean i i I don't pretend to know everything yeah. and I think I know, but I, I love when I can kind of, you know, walk away. Yeah. Um, it's just, uh, it's like, um, so I guess when you're, when you're younger, uh, maybe the default way of drawing, uh, is just like, Oh, here's a house and here's the front of it. And that's, that's kind of it. So you just see, you know, a rectangular chimney sticking out of the top of the house and the house is a rectangle and there's a triangle on it and you can't see anything else other than that. And, uh, two point perspective, uh, is just basically giving you the option of being able to, to turn that object <clears throat> so you can see the other side, you know, the, another side of the, another side of the house. 
um, which gives you the ability to kind of like start to build a, a world going back into the drawing um, and also like out into the foreground. Um, if you're smart enough to have enough paper uh, to be able to go either way, you know, um, I guess that's the, that's the, that's the way I would describe it at first. Yeah. It's a nice way of saying it. you're dumbing it down for me. And I, and I respect that a lot, Earl. Thank you. <laughs> no, it's good. Cause I think sometimes <laughs> some of that, I know things, but I don't know how to say things. And so I think that's, a, that's an, right. And so that definitely, I could see that. Yeah. Like literally opening a new world. It's like, you're right. Like you draw the, here's the house in the front. Everybody's right in front of the house. Everybody, the trees there. And it's like nothing. Yeah. It's all one dimensional. So yeah, that makes totally, total sense. And it, it sounds like where you're growing up was like a, was a very interesting visual, you know, so that must've really helped with your, your creativity. You know, you had the, the murals in the car, the set design, the hippie parents, you know, it definitely. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It was like a, it was a, it was, um, uh, it's like mid, yeah. Like mid to late seventies. Um, San Francisco. Uh, my my mother was involved in theater, so I like I could kind of like sit backstage and like you know watch people come and go with costumes on and uh, yeah, there's uh, it was just like a really um, kind of like a, a like best of both worlds kind of thing. You know, there was like there were car mechanics and and greasers and fork truck drivers, but then there was also you know hippies and um uh artists that were working on uh like in fabrication studios and stuff like that um for the most part all on the same block which was uh which was you know looking back now it's a quite a quite a treat i guess it just kind of um yeah the coexistence is amazing in and of itself yeah, right yeah kind of yeah kind of it was kind of the block was kind of like conducive to to interacting you know everybody was out on the street there were kids everywhere you know um just a, you know, like a bunch of families. It was a, it was a, it was a cool block. Yeah. Definitely like mixed, mixed, uh, mixed use block for sure. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, you know? uh, my yeah. college roommate was a theater major and he still was acting in Chicago. And that always taught me like it was that I, you know, I was going to business school and it was very, you know, I don't know, it's very dry at times. And so to me that like I, every time we'd get to go to the show or I'd get to go backstage or he'd ask me to help out. It was just kind of like this whole new world of people, doing something that didn't really have this like okay you go to school for this now and then you get an internship and then you do this and then you're gonna have a job and you it was like this unknown right. that they decided to fully commit themselves to probably more than i was committed to you know being a it or marketing major you know so it was, that was always amazing right. to me i think so for you to be around that probably just kind of instilled some kind of values or approaches to life that were that you're kind of pretty lucky yeah, it's um, I it's just uh, being able to uh, being able to see um, I don't know, just like in life, you know, just being able to see that there's just a way to, there's just a bunch of different ways to do it, you know. There's no uh, there's no gold standard, I guess, you know. Um, there's a lot of there's a lot of sacrifices you might need to make um, in life, but like generally, it just kind of comes down to choice, you know, um, which is pretty alleviating. <laughs> when you think about it, because, you know, you, there are those moments of anxiety where you're like, oh my God, I'm doing the wrong thing. I'm so stupid. What am I doing? You know, um, that, that kind of comes up every once, that bubbles up every once in a while, but yeah. Um, 
I think it's yeah, natural. Yeah, I think that's natural. Different, yeah, different, different, different viewpoints. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's natural. Yeah, it was you a know, nice way. Yeah, I think it's very. I think it's definitely natural to kind of question, like, oh, okay, like, you know, the old two roads, right? Did I pick the right one? And you're always like, oh, right. I could have done that differently, or <laughs> I'm happier, yeah. but I'm, you know, I'm rocking some ramen noodles for the next couple months, you know, but I'm, I'm happier, <laughs> you know. Yeah. yeah. So, so, so definitely. So, uh, what is what is your process? Are, I mean, are you an analog guy I mean, are you digital how's that you know been for you yeah it's usually uh um i've pretty much developed uh a way of working that is kind of a combo of the two uh, i just basically do a lot of uh preliminary um drawings to you know the the idea the, the idea for uh, let's take for example like a, a kcbc label um you know, um, strictly taconic or strictly platonic is, is, is are some beers that just uh, came out a couple weeks ago. Um, so generally the idea is like, uh, which is really, really awesome to work with KCBC because the dudes, those three guys, like they, they're, they're kind of like willing to take a ride um, with me. And it is really kind of like a very collaborative experience, which is, uh, which is really nice. Uh, they, they have a lot of good ideas. Um, and then it's conveyed to me and then we can kind of like work on, on brewing, um, a, a, a solid idea, which turns into a sketch, which, uh, then I take over and kind of turn into this process of like trying to get a really good sketch together and then redrawing and then redrawing until the pencils are where I want them to be. And then I go ahead and ink that work and then it gets scanned into a computer and I, I uh, just basically use Photoshop for coloring and importing um, te maybe textures or something like that. Uh, and then, you know, some editing that goes on. Um, if something's not looking right, you can kind of like go in and tweak things in Photoshop, uh, which is really nice. It's a really, really good editing tool. Um, makes the, just makes the process, the, the turnaround time when you're using um, the digital aspect to it just makes it, um, a lot more feasible for you to to work on a tight deadline, which is uh, which is great. Um, just makes it makes it a lot makes it a lot easier to to really think about what you want to do before you go ahead and execute it. So there's just more there's more time for a thought process before you have to uh, work on a finished product. Right. Um, which which really works uh, for me. Excellent um, on this project. Yeah. Yeah. And one of the things I thought was cool, just from a collaboration and I guess just kind of a mutual respect, you know, KCBC has a, you know, a package designer, Christy Borg, and I'm pretty sure she's the person. Yeah, Christy who, Borg. You know, I think I replied to an Instagram post to one of your, you know, one of your labels and, you know, she pointed me in your direction. And then when I reached out to you, you, know, you made sure to yeah. let it be known that, you know, she works on the, you know, the fonts and the copy. So I, I just think that. I know it's again, it's not a major little thing. It was just, you know, a sentence or two in your email, but just to me, like to make sure that I always find it amazing when people make sure that they subconsciously or just kind of make sure other people get recognition also. So I always, I just admire yeah. that. I think it's, it's just, um, it's not something that's forced. And I know in my professional world, you know, that that doesn't come easy to everybody. Right. Right. Yeah. Christy Borg, uh, she really, um, she, her, uh, the font work that she does, um, I'm not really sure like how involved she was in the initial package design. I'm I'm pretty sure she definitely 
uh, was to an extent. Um, and also when they, when they rebrew beers, um, cause they, they do have some, the, the hits keep coming kind of thing. So, uh, for example, when KCBC put out a beer called yeah, buddy, um, I did the, the, I did the drawing, um, and then I did the first round of colors, but the second can release, she totally like turned the color into like this kick-ass, like kind of like sweet tart in space kind of color. Like everything was like really chalky pastel pinks and yellows and stuff like that. And it's something that I would never have thought of doing. Um, and then you look at it and you're like, man, she, she killed it. She beat me. <laughs> this color job is like way better than what I did initially. <laughs> so it's really, it's really fun to see. Uh, it's really fun to see stuff retooled too. You know, like when you, when you see the, the second release. Teamwork um, makes the dream things, work, right? Yeah, so, like, yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, that's great. And I feel like that's why, yeah, that, that's why this project is really effective. Um, um, getting a lot of, uh, getting a lot of, getting a lot of notice um just it's seems pretty strong just because everybody's on board you know which yeah. is really nice yeah yeah my uh yeah i, I travel in the city you know for work uh regularly and i so i see the you know, the, the beers in the city and then my brother-in-law is up a little further up uh new york up new york below albany i don't know the exact area like but he's up he's further away from us here in connecticut and he always is sending me a picture with labels like dude you got to check these guys out you got to get this guy on the podcast and so mm. yeah they're really great so big little little plug for my brother-in-law frank for kind of uh finding earl for us and so we we appreciate both of you <laughs> uh well i want to go ahead and say thank you frank uh yeah good good man i, I appreciate the <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly he's, I, he's I, a good dude <laughs> yeah now nice. Now your story. How did you how did you team up with them? How did that how did that kind of come to be? How how are you the the guy? Um, you know, uh, it's uh, kind of like one of those. Um, I don't want to say like out of the. Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and say out of the blue. Um, uh, you know, to to a degree, a little bit out of the blue, only because. Um, uh, so there's three there's three brewers. There's uh there's Tony Bellis, there's Zach Kenny, and there's Pete Lengel. Um, Lengel is the eldest friend that I have in the tri-state area. Uh, he and I have known each other since about 2005, I want to say 2006. And when I first met him, he was a scientist working in, uh, working in Midtown. And I think he just really continued to gravitate toward beer. Um, and then eventually left, that environment to 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 basically immerse himself in 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 the brewing process and you know learning how to be a brewer um making his own beer in fact i think he was one of the i think he might have been one of the first people where he invited me over to drink some of his beer and i was like oh yeah that usually tastes like shit and then <laughs> i go over his house and he gives me he gives me really good beer and i was like dude you made this and he's like yeah i'm like holy what this doesn't taste like you know it doesn't taste like leaves you know or like ground up dirt or anything like that uh so anyway it kind of blew my mind and then um he and i kind of like fell out of touch uh like over the over like a over probably like five or six years i think he was moving around a little bit um and then he contacted me uh probably very very early in 2017 and uh they were getting ready to start kcbc 
and he he asked me if I was interested uh, in in doing some cam artwork. And I you know I really thought it was just going to be like a project, like oh yeah, you guys want a one off can? That's cool. You know, like I'll go ahead and do you. I'll do this beer for you guys. It's called Dangerous. You know, they called it Dangerous Precedent. Um, and yeah, just kind of it it sort of took off from there. I, I didn't realize that uh, I had basically kind of gotten in on the ground floor in a lot of ways at the brewery in terms of like what their package, what their packages would look like or packaging would look like. And um, yeah, just like really, you know, just every project I've tried to really swing for the fence uh, with the time that I had and um, they seem really happy with it. Uh, I really like the work I'm producing. Um, and yeah, that's kind of how it, that's kind of how it started. That's how it got, that's how it got started. Yeah. The dangerous yeah. precedent ones, it's the octopus. I just, yeah, I was, that's what I was, as I thought, I just wanted to double check, but yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty awesome. Yeah, that's the yeah, that's the first one. Yeah. Um and you know, it's it's fun the learning like learning curve. If anybody had told me, you know, if anybody had said like, "Hey, have you ever considered doing artwork for beer labels?" I would have said absolutely not. Um So, yeah, I really kind of came out of left field. I was uh very surprised. <laughs> yeah, I think it's great. Yeah. I think I just think it's great to I always say what I've kind of come to appreciate is the the breweries themselves who now you know, really make that extra level of commitment to another form. You know, obviously making beers an art form in of itself, but like to really go the extra mile and to really, you know, pay to have someone like yourself do that and you know, the branding and the imaging and just kind of really. And obviously, it's a hyper competitive space now, but I think that it's a conscious choice that really has turned out to be really, it's a great period of time for the, the craft beer industry. Yeah, for sure. Um, I think I, I, um, I was listening to your interview with, uh, Alex, uh, Alex Peltz. And I think you guys were talking about how, um, it's this interesting cultural, uh, reality that's happening right now where people are like starting to understand that, like, Hey, maybe, you know, we should eat food that's, you know, locally grown so we can kind of like cut down on, you know, carbon and, uh, if it's grown, it might, if it's grown locally, it might actually be fresher. Or it could be picked at a later date. So you don't get a piece of, you know, you don't get a tomato that tastes like sawdust. You get a tomato that tastes like a tomato, you know, and the, the beer, the, like the idea of like fresh beer, you know, quote unquote, fresh beer now, uh, if it's made well, it obviously tastes way better. <laughs> um, and yeah, and the, and the breweries, you know, just the, by, by its very nature, having a brick and mortar brewery that's like in a neighborhood um, really does have a tendency to really kind of like, you know, generate a lot of activity around it. And um, I mean, I feel like that's, that's what's, that's what's happened in, in, in this instance, for sure. Like, uh, they're you know by by them by them brewing beer they're hiring me to create artwork for it um by me creating artwork for it i'm actually getting a lot better at creating artwork um just kind of honing this this the skill level um and then also because they're so open to ideas and they want to collaborate as opposed to just hire you know an art gun um it's just really it's really nice to to work with them in that capacity. Um, and that, yeah, that definitely exists because, you know, these guys are brewing beer, you know? Um, yeah, it's so, a lot, it's a lot of choices, right? And it just kind of, you know, spitballs or kind of, you know, goes down, they, you know, 
and even the collaborations, right? They're working with other breweries, which I always I always love that. The idea of collaboration to kind of come this like you know more common thing, and you know now they're people are going there. I don't know. Just I just like you're saying about this freshness, like. I have, I have beers in my fridge that are, you know, from out of other states that I have now that I were, were canned like less than a week ago. It's like, it's insane to me and they taste yeah, and they yeah, do exactly. taste better. Yeah. You know, it definitely puts a little, a little pressure on my drinking frequency, but you know, we're willing to, we're willing to do that for, you know, for science. Right. You know, we'll, we'll take yeah. that, we'll take yeah. that, take that hit. And yeah. It's really, it's really impressive to, to really be a part of that. Yeah. And I think that, you know, locally grown, you know, I, I see a lot more with, especially trying to even some of these breweries now that they're, you have their own beehives, right? They're having their own, you know, honeycombs on, on yeah, site. Yeah, their own honeycombs. Yeah, yeah, growing their own hops yeah. and working with the, going to the farmer's market and buying, you know, buying all the berries they can for you know, a certain beer they have, you know. They're making some farmer's day. Show up and say, I'll have every one of your raspberries that you have on site. You know, it's like, oh, okay, that, that was yeah. months worth of you know, harvest. And so I think it's definitely, it's this great little ecosystem and everyone's kind of, I don't know, not to be too hippie-ish, but, you know, kind of everyone's, like, taking care of each other. Yeah, I'm definitely... Uh... Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, it definitely, like, uh, yeah, just uh, by, you know, again, like, there's... It's, it's A lot of times it doesn't even really seem like a, ne- like, necessary conscious decision. It's just, like, it. it's just maybe easier to do it that way. So, <laughs> like, so, so by default, almost, you're like, well, this is, you know, this is our raspberry guy now. Well, why is that your raspberry guy? Well, because he's, you know, he's eight miles away, you know? Yeah, or he came. Yeah, or you meet yeah. somebody at the bar, and he comes in and say, "Oh, yeah, my brother and I do this, or my this, my sister makes that." And you know, you were no, you know, you're the artist that he knew, and you didn't say his his homebrew tasted like dirt. You know, like if, you know if that if that had been a shitty homebrew, yeah. you know, a couple of years ago, you might not have had the gig. You know, who knows? Yeah, exactly. This tastes like. This tastes like crap. You know, yeah. Hit him on, hit him yeah, who knows? Yeah. You could have made him cry, and then he could have probably, you know, gone back to science, which, I mean, in my family <laughs> is a big deal. My wife's a science teacher, and, you know, most of the family loves science you know, more than any humans I've ever met, so it's amazing. But, yeah, who knows? It's I, I believe, you know, that, again, maybe that butterfly effect. Who knows? <laughs> With the one and only Mr. Earl Holloway, KCBC. I don't know. I love Earl's stories. I think that this is definitely one of the interviews that would definitely have been a little bit better if we were in 3D, having a few beers and seeing where the adventure took us. So I do apologize for Earl. I'm going to take his rain check up, and he and I are going to get together, have some beers next time I'm in the city. Maybe we'll... Kill two birds with one stone and meet up at uh, KCBC. So I'm putting you on notice there, crew. But yeah, loves the comic books. He's got a spidey sense. You know, loves what you know he's doing. And just all in all, it's a it's a really you know good story. Kind of how he kind of came full circle. You know, coming back to that. We're not going to spoil too much from the next you know segment of the interview. But the appreciation for you know. The comic book artist, you'll later see you know, musicians, Christy Borg, and the team over at KCBC. I think that's really important that while he's not a full-time employee, and you know, who knows where that will go in the future, you know, that it's important that there's a lot of camaraderie and respect and teamwork, and everybody's kind of appreciating each other while wearing 17 different hats, especially 
you know, I was not aware that the brewery had only been around for a year. So it's really exciting to see these things, to see the direction it's going. And if you go to, you know, their different, you know, social sites, like I said before, it's easy to, to find Earl if you want to, you know, find him. You know, Funny Bone Stuff, it's one of the easier ones to remember. And you go to KCBC Beer and find that, and then you can just see all the different things that are happening over there. Like I said, just celebrating a year at it. So congrats to them. It's really impressive. You know, they say after you start your own business, the first year is the, probably the most important. If you get past that, that's really when you see the biggest ability for a success you can get after that first year. So people are loving it. I know I've had uh, several beers, but hey, guys, if you want to send me a package, you know, please don't hesitate. I would uh, you know, I'd love that or, you know, Rocket KCBC, you know, t-shirts you know some of these i think should be cool t-shirts but we're getting ahead of ourselves here you are listening to the 16 ounce canvas the art of craft beer podcast we come to you each and every week doing our best playing our part working our ass off to introduce you to some of our favorite artists and designers in the craft beer scene to help bring your favorite beers and breweries to life from around the world yes we can say around the world now so we love that Last week's episode, number 34, was definitely well-received. Uh, Carl Grandin on the polio. We decided to go all in on that and really just kind of talk about some of the important topics. We talked about politics, so fuck you. And, um, yeah, we really enjoyed ourselves. So if you haven't got a chance to check that one out, we are really proud of it. We're looking ways to introduce our new fans to some of our old classics. Like I said, this is episode number 36 featuring Earl Holloway, KCBC Beer. And it's just really, really exciting that we've been able to have so many you know, different episodes, um, you know, different pod, podcast themes for you and just really kind of get it, you know, get it going. So we are uh, hopefully you're enjoying what we're doing here and, you know. We know we're having fun, so at the very least, we're being very, very self-serving. So, yeah. And just want to take a quick second to give a plug. Um, was inspired by another podcast episode this week, uh, Ken Tuccio. And if you're not local to Connecticut, you might not be familiar with him, but Ken does a podcast called Welcome to Connecticut. So welcomect.com is his website. He's also one of the morning hosts on 95.9 The Fox in Connecticut, does a local drinking show. He's definitely a guy who busts his ass, does a little grinding, and it's inspiring. But last week, he has a show that he's been doing for for several years, a podcast, and he's up to, I think, in, in the 80s. So you can do the math there. You carry the two, you know, 52 weeks, once a week. So, so roughly for about a year and a half, he's putting out a new episode every week. And so I think he took a little time off. He's definitely a, that's kind of a oxymoron, ironic to hear me say he took time off because he's so busy. But he had a kind of the art of the podcast episode last week, and he did that, and it was really great. You know, I was listening to it, and, you know, there's this stigma that the guys doing podcasts are recording in their basement and kind of, you know, just kind of a, a mess. And we really take a lot of pride in what we're doing here. And so I just wanted to give a quick plug to, to Ken. You can find him on Instagram at Ken SPT, and then his buddy who he's with, um, who deserves some credit to, you know, HK Domino. So HK underscore Domino. So he does the Domino effect. And just just loved 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 the episode because I felt like it was a you know a brotherhood or if you're doing a podcast there's a camaraderie there, and some of the underlying you know hardships or difficulties that kind of go in trying to put out an episode each week. So 
With that said, we're going to get right back into it. This is Earl Holloway, 16-ounce canvas, episode number 35. We are having a great time. We really enjoyed talking to Earl, and we've got a lot more goodies for you here. So sit back, relax, learn something, and have some fun. So here he is, the one and only Mr. Earl Holloway, part two, part Dois, 16-ounce canvas. How is the, the process in terms of, you know, project management and, and timing? How much, how much time are you given? You know, how, how, yeah, what is the kind of the life cycle from, hey, we had this beer to I'm buying, you know, I'm buying a can of, you know, buying the can with your work on it. Yeah. Um, they, uh, uh, they, KCBC, uh, when we first started, like we kind of had to get to know each other, like, oh, you know, this, it's going to take this amount of time to, to do it, to get it done. Or, um, this is, this is their brewing schedule. Uh, sometimes, um, what ends up happening is like, as, as far as I can tell anyway, cause I, I myself, like, I'm not like very deft at, um, the knowledge of behind brewing or anything like that. But, um, sometimes things get delayed, um, or some other projects get advanced as a result of the, as the delay, uh, as a result of the delay. Um, so usually I want to say they'll, they'll kind of give me a heads up on a name, um, about a month out for a label. Uh, and in terms of, in terms of production, I usually get about, uh, I'd say two weeks for like sketching, um, producing the drawing, getting color down and then, uh, getting feedback on some things they might want to, they might want to edit. Um, and then other times the work gets stacked up. So it might be like two labels, uh, over, over two weeks. And I, I do have a tendency to ask for, (laughs) I do have a tendency to ask for like a little, a little extension on my deadline on, on, on weeks like that only because these, uh, these labels are, um, these labels are, I don't want to say they're complicated, but the, the labels are definitely like expansive. They go from end to end. You know, when I first, when I first started working for KCBC, I kind of like, I don't know why I just had it in my head. I was like, Oh, they want like, you know, they want like anchor, you know, they want like San Francisco anchor steam beer logo that they're going to use forever like right in the center of the can and they don't want anything else other than that. They just want like a really strong central image. And then I, I started to realize that that's kind of not what they wanted. So I, I had to go through that process of like getting my brain to understand, um, to, to not just think of it like in a, a centrally located, like right in the center of the can kind of a thing. So, um, now that I'm past that learning curve, I've gotten a lot better. Um, and I can cut, you know, I can cut time down and stuff like that. I don't know if that, I might've went off on the, I might've went off on the weeds on that one. I'm not sure if I answered your question. <laughs> yeah, so we don't really have a, a, there's no, there's no bell going off it. Oh, I'll answer that one. Let's go to the next one. No, I, I do yeah, find it interesting because I think folks, though you're saying you never expected it to be this ongoing kind of storytelling with your labels or just kind of where things are. And so you thought of it in the classic old school label style where it was like center, you know, probably words, fonts. I mean, if you look at the old, some of the older ones, you can see there was more, it was definitely, I I don't know if they were you or not, but they were definitely more text-based. You know, they weren't as much of a storytelling. So that might be another reason why, you know, I'd say the the KCBC boom is kind of been on the upward upward tick because, you know, they're definitely so 
so vivid and uh, they're colorful and they do tell a story kind of you have to do the full the full rotation so i think that with social media i think it's nice because people do the classic line you know line three of them up and they can see the whole whole pain and if you if you go to you know earl's if you go to earl's social you can see the the boom box you know kind of laid out like that so that's it's cool to really be able to appreciate it and you know one one pain but it's really multiple you know ver, uh, angles to that's just kind of brought together yeah yeah it's uh they they really they they you know not to toot my own horn or anything like that but sometimes i'm out you know i'm there's, you know, there, for example, there's a store near where I work called, uh, called Malt and Mold on Second uh, Avenue and Twenty Second Street. If you're listening, and, guys, uh, give Earl some free shit. He's, he's plugging the audio, guys. <laughs> malt and Mold. Did I say it was Malt and Mold? Yeah, they have really good. They have really, <laughs> really good prosciutto de parma and brie and arugula sandwiches that are to die for. All right, all right, um, anyway. all right, all right. A little, a little too yeah, much, Earl. So. We're we'll, we'll that shit right out. Malt and Mold. Get the yeah. fuck out. No, it's good. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, so, you know, I, I, every once in a while I walk in there and, you know, ACBC can, you know, can or cans are on the shelf. And I'm like, yeah, that's a pretty good looking can, man. I, you know, I definitely would, I would like at least pick it up and look at it. Like if I was in the store, um, it's just really kind of, it's just really kind of sticking out. So um, I don't know. That's kind of, it's kind of nice to, that you know, ref- reflective foil label and, giant you know piece of artwork uh wrapped around the whole thing um yeah and i think really even, just kind yeah. of becomes something you know yeah i think even that i've kind of really appreciate the fact you know with, with the, the printing choices right there's all you know every little subtlety of the can whether it's adding metallic or additional colors or you know x y or z you know it it's more it's a cost more money right and so especially when some of these cans are you know are not necessarily going to be you know flagships you know it definitely it's it's awesome so you should next time you're in there yeah. be like hey did you see this can this can is awesome do you guys who made this oh that was me that was me <laughs> it's always you know the, the 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 world colliding moment i guess was uh there was um so uh i just like loosely work with um some people like on a floor that I n- i'm really never on or anything like that and this guy just, I, we were, I think we had like lunch or something like a company lunch. And he's like, I was just, I was showing somebody the labels I was working on. He's like, wait, you do those. And I was like, yeah. And he's like, he's like, dude, I, there's a beer shop down the street from my house. I bought that beer. I bought KCBC beer for the labels. And then it turns out that the beer is really good. So that's awesome. You know? And I was like, wow, that's really crazy. Somebody, just bought the beer for the for the label. Don't judge, you know, don't judge a book by its cover, but I guess maybe at least once. Yeah, you judge cover. it once, right? And that's kind of what, that's kind of the yeah. the premise we had here is I mean, it doesn't always work out. They're, those stories don't usually end as well as your buddies did. You know, usually it's I, I've tried beers that looked cool and they've tasted like shit. So that's usually the worst. Yeah. You know? I think <laughs> I think right, with right. Be, I think with being in the city, you know, and the different uh, bars and tap rooms there, there's not as much of a can consumption, and so. It work, I think it works out in your favor, you know, also there, the, the name recognition is, is growing and having the beers on tap so you don't see it, you know, I mean, it doesn't help you out at all, but then they see your art and it even has more of a wow factor, like I've already tried this and so, but I know unfortunately I bought many a, many a beer that was not um, good inside and outside the cover. Yeah, it didn't, didn't, didn't live up to the, 
to the hype on the can. <laughs> yeah, it was like, yeah. Mm, it was like, well, yeah. they probably should have, yeah, probably should have uh, gone a different direction here. But yeah, so it's it's definitely uh, it's definitely great. Now, what are you uh, what are you working on now? Um, right now, I'm actually working on something that's really interesting, only because it can, I you know, I, I have the ability to sort of like, uh, I have the ability to kind of go back to uh, a childhood fixation, I suppose, where, so my sister was like, she's four years older than I was, or I am, sorry. Um, I didn't, I wasn't putting like a hyperbaric chamber or anything like that. Yeah, right. still, Talking to a know, ghost here. Still, still rocking, still rocking the same age. But uh, she, you know, she was 14 or 15 in the early 80s. So, like, uh, by default, she just kind of, like, she had all the really cool, like, you know, Iron Man posters, you know, like uh, uh, Judas Priest posters, like, really kind of, like, metal-oriented, um, uh, metal-oriented, like, artwork was around. And I really, really responded to that. I was like, whoa, this is crazy. Look at all this stuff. This is amazing. Oh, my God. You know, like the Iron Maiden record cover, uh, Power Slave, for example. You know, like, so uh, KCBC is partnering with a, a local um, a local venue called St. Vitus, which is kind of like the, it's definitely like the touchstone of the, of the metal environment in New York. And uh, they're, they're, they have a special beer coming out in collaboration, and it's um, it's it's a good looking label. It's called uh, the beer is called Morbid Hour, and um, it's just you know I can I can go out there now and do the you know haunted trees and uh, guys in hoods and stuff like that. Um, I really really liked, or sorry, so I should say I really liked uh, Derek Riggs' work with Iron Maiden. He's the guy who. Uh, created their Eddie character. Um, and if there's like a really, if there's a really, really good example of like a band or, you know, yeah, in this, in this case, I guess a band, you know, like being able to really, really make that, that character, like bonding the art to the, to the band. Like you just can't think of Iron Maiden without, without their character and you, and, and vice versa, you know? Um, so, I, I would hope to be, um, I would hope to produce things as good as Derek Riggs <laughs> does. I don't know. The jury's still out on that one, but, uh, yeah, I have the ability to look at, you know, go ahead and go ahead and start thinking in that vein for this label, which is a lot of fun. Um, and this should be a really, really cool, uh, really cool beer label. And I am definitely looking forward to going to St. Vitus to, to drink this beer with those guys. Um, so yeah, that's what that's what I'm working on now. Yeah, I I love the the way people you know uh, mention kind of their favorite artists or bands. You know, you're the way you just weave in all these different you know comic book artists or music you know, artists, and it, it's it's awesome. So it's definitely trying to jot down the notes here and just kind of you know looking mm -hmm. at what we're talking. So it's it's really cool to yeah. see. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, uh, I don't know if you remember the do you remember the do you remember the the album cover for uh. uh um, Judas Priest's uh, uh, "Screaming for Vengeance." That, yes, uh, that my, bird, uh, my sister that, like, in law is Yeah, my sister in law is a yeah, huge I mean, Judas Priest fan. Yeah, like, yeah, like the that's like that's you know like you try to picture like oh what's going to be going through my mind years from now when I'm getting ready to die you know like the the flash forward 
of imagery for me would definitely like that bird would make it in there, you know, for sure. Um, but yeah. And then again, like big, big ups to, to people who produce this work because I'm standing on their shoulders. You know, they, they taught me all this stuff that you can just look back and just kind of be completely enamored of like everything that's come before you and it can influence you, uh, anything from, you know, French impressionism of like Pierre Bernard, uh, all the way through to like, you know, Donald Duck and Daffy Duck cartoons, uh, Looney Tunes, you know, all that, all that stuff really kind of factors in, you know, uh, yeah, it's all yeah, it's all yeah, part yeah, it's all part of the story, right? Yeah, exactly. If you look at you know, it's definitely uh drawn from that, you know, some of the you know the the you know, the full contact ones got some, you know, there's some pop culture in that one. Also the you know, mm -hmm. the machine has the uh, total recall, you know, if you haven't seen that yeah, you know, movie, yeah. stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like I, I just like that I'll always remember that head you know, in total recall I'll always remember that head opening up, you know. Like when I first saw it, it like blew my mind. I was like, Holy I was gonna shit, say, yeah, this is actually, <laughs> yeah, that and the woman was actually the, happening. Yeah. yeah, exactly. I was like, my head, I was like, well, what? And he just like takes it and just like throws it, and it was like, okay, this is this is where, <laughs> this is where we're going here. This is gonna be awesome. Yeah, yeah. That movie's crazy. that movie's so crazy, good. Crazy. It's such a it's such yeah. a wacky weird. The fact that he was mm -hmm. the governor of you know governor of California at some point was kind of even more crazy when you watch it. It's really <laughs> Yeah, we're we're officially living it. Yeah, uh, that's when he became governor. I was like, oh, we're we're officially in the future. This is <laughs> yeah, because everyone was like, oh, well, Ronald this, Reagan. This oh yeah, Ronald Reagan was an actor. Yeah. and then it was like, oh wait, yeah, Arnold exactly. Schwarzenegger. Like that's whole another level. Like that can't be. Oh, that's happening. <laughs> yeah, it's not a tumor. Yeah, exactly. So excellent. Now, at first, was it harder for you to draw on the smaller kind of the can styles, or because of your comic book background, is it kind of was it an easy transition trying to drawing from a Smart yeah, you kind of get into the habit of, yeah, you get into the habit of, um, so when you produce artwork for print, um, especially in the past, you know, not so much now, but what people used to do traditionally, um, like uh, there's this illustrator named uh, N.C., yeah, I think his name is, yeah, pretty sure it's N.C. Wyeth. His son, his son is, was that painter that did the, you know, the, the crippled woman that's like laying down in the grass, kind of like crawling towards her home. Um, that guy's father uh, was like a, a fantastic illustrator. And uh, when you go to see his original work for things that are going into a book, when you go into a room and you look at an NCYS painting, it is like, it's, you know, it's going to be photographed for a book, but it's, it's fucking huge. It's like, you know, 12 feet high by six feet wide or something like that, you know? And then that, that work gets photographed and then everything kind of gets like, scrunched down so you have to like the idea is that you basically work big uh and then you kind of shrink it down so for comic books same same deal you work on a piece of 11 by 17 paper to put the panels together um and then that page gets shrunk you know shrunken down to comic book format which is like seven inches by i can't remember the exact dimensions but it's like like seven inches by six inches or something like that that's the the live area for the comic book uh in the comic book industry um, so having that in mind already, already working that way, it was, it was an easy transition for me, but when, when it came time for like, um, we, you know, talked about social media already, the whole idea of like something that is Instagrammable, 
like you want sort of like a, a, a square centralized part to your label. Uh, all the, you know, a lot of the activity or the punch of the work is going to be definitely in the center. Um, but again, being able to work with these guys where they want, they want to kind of go out there on some, on certain things like that strictly platonic label, where there is that, that, you know, that hover, that hover car that looks like a Mercury coupe. Um, that is the central, that is the central image, but then there's all these little things on the side that you can start to plug in on the edges, which, uh, which turns into a lot of fun because sometimes that just ends up being your favorite part of the drawing. You know, it's like the upper right hand corner <laughs> on the back of the can almost, uh, you know, there is the potential for that being like the best part of the best part of the drawing. But, um, again, the whole, the whole labels there for you to look at, uh, which is really nice. It, it's a, a really nice surface to work on, you know, and, um, the whole idea of being able to go horizontal, uh, is also really refreshing and a lot of fun to work on because a lot of the work you usually do is more vertical uh, for print. Like if you're going to work for a magazine or a newspaper or something like that, they have a tendency to maybe lean a little bit more towards like a, a vertical image, a, a slender vertical image. Um, so being able to go, being able to go wide, um, you know, you're just, you can kind of really, you can experiment with the space. Um, yeah, it's just a, it's a lot of it's a lot of fun to to work in this format for sure. Definitely, and I um, and I like yeah. too that it's if you look on the back and other, uh, a few other breweries do it as well. Some do it online by tagging social. Others actually do it right on the on the can or the bottle. You know, if you look, it does say you know original art by you know Earl Holloway, which I just think is like I said, I think it's it's a nice little kind of tip of the cap, you know, to the to the work that you're doing there. Oh yeah, yeah. I, um, I'm sure that would have happened anyway. But I, <laughs> I think when I initially signed a contract with them, I was like, I would, I would definitely like my name, like you know, anywhere, like you know, if 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 uh, if space permits, I would, I would like to get the plug on the, you know, on the can for sure. Um, so yeah, that's a nice, that's a nice little added feature for sure. Well, good negotiating yeah. on your part, Earl. <laughs> good work, Dave. Yeah, it was a, a, it was a learning curve. Definitely a learning curve. My uh, my my wife works for uh, uh, she works as a photographer um, slash photo editor for Hearst uh, for Hearst uh, Hearst Corporation. Um, so she's she's actually really she's really really like ensconced in um, kind of like you know crossing the T's and dotting the I's, um, and she is kind of like my de facto. She's my de facto art director um, when I'm working on stuff. Like if something's not legible, um, I'll just run it by her and, and ask her what she thinks. Um, so she's she's definitely like part of the process too. Uh, her name is Allie Holloway. Um, she's uh, she's got she's got chops in terms of uh, getting image, you know, putting imagery together and making sure it conveys and stuff like that. So it's a, a great resource, you know. Yeah, it it uh it takes a village, you know. <laughs> yeah, right. You you go to you're like, honey, yeah. what do you have this one? No, this is terrible. Yeah. Get back to the drawing board. And you're yeah. like, fuck. Yeah, yeah. The brutal yeah. the brutal I, honesty is yeah. hard to get in uh, many other places. You know, it's kind of like yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's like we've been we've been here long yeah. enough. You're in this for you. It's death to us part. So you're in this. If I yeah. you know, we'll play the long averages. I might break, might break your spirits once in a while with the the constructive criticism, but 
if, if she approves, it's kind yeah. of like, that's all you really care. You know, in a way, it's kind of like, well, the two of us are fucking happy. Like, we're good to go. Like, we can take on the world. Yeah. Let's, let's do this. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, in, in context to the, uh, the, the, the one I'm working on right now, the Morbid Hour, like, you know, coming up with a drawing and like some of the elements that, that could get into there, you know, that can, that can, that can get into the artwork, you know, um, I just always, I have like a really good, like collection of, uh, of friends that occupy different worlds, you know? So, uh, one of my buddies is in a, a metal band called Godmaker and, um, he's played St. Vitus. He knows those guys. Um, and he just kind of, again, he knows the, he knows he knows the inside scoop on 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 imagery. I can run things by him, and he's like, "Yeah, you know, of course, this sounds great. Yeah, like do that, you know, or like, hey, you know, if you're gonna do that, you should add this." And then you're like, "Oh man, yeah, I never really thought of that before. That's awesome. That's a really really good idea. <laughs> Thank you, you know." And then he gets to drink the beer. He gets to look at the he gets to look at the label and then drink the beer, which is uh, really satisfying. Nothing nothing quite like nothing quite like drinking a beer while looking at artwork um so it's a, a perfect marriage you know i agree yeah I, it's kind yeah. of that's the facade of the whole podcast right I'm, i've been i've already had three or four yeah. beers while we're talking so i'm just kind of like Phew, it's been good <laughs> <laughs> now i can now i can justify it scrolling through your yeah. your instagram exactly now yeah, have you so thought you slur your speech I, I yeah know. yeah this i'll edit it out and it'll be like this really awkward like different yeah. leveled discussion of my questions you're like I, yeah and you just we'll, just we'll just go with it now because yeah. of the you know the nature of what you're doing and you know drawing for that kind of the vertical style not that i mean i'm sorry the the panel style how you're doing it or like the wide have have you thought about or there's been discussion maybe of doing kind of these with the releases maybe some prints i mean i think some of these would be really cool you know and you know, frame yeah back. um yeah, the the uh, uh, I do I do definitely plan on um, when I when I get a breather um, maybe over the holiday break or something I might I might put um, uh, I might put like a, a package together um, for things that I'd like to see in print for sure I, I definitely uh, do plan to do that um, I was I've been trying uh, so KCBC is like really uh, you know it's a it's a small it's a small brewery everybody's wearing multiple hats you know like. Zach, uh, Zach Kinney is definitely, um, Zach Kinney, like is from an advertising slash marketing background. Um, so he's got a very, he's got a very shrewd mind, um, when it comes to, uh, when it comes to package design. So he's, he's already got like, his brain is already like his, you know, his brain's already pumping at a hundred before these, before we even start like talking about what we're going to go ahead and do for each label. Um, so like that, you know, that's already, Oh man, I lost my train of thought. <laughs> you like, that's already, that's already there. Um, and it just, it just makes things like, it just makes, it just really kind of like expedites, uh, it expedites the process. Um, so it's their first year. Um, we, they just, they just, celebrated their their first year uh a couple uh like a month or two ago um with this this beer called uh once around the sun which is kind of like it, it was fun it kind of turned into like a, a tour de force for their year so this this beer comes out and basically it's just an incorporation of all of some of the elements that i've done over the year for them uh on one you know on one label uh which was a lot of fun because you can kind of like, you know, you sort of like reinvent what you've already done in a way, you know? 
um, which is which is nice. Uh, so is, there, is there Easter eggs in there that we should be looking for? Like, is that one of your? <laughs> I, I try to hide things in there. Nice. Like there's a there's a strictly there's a strictly taconic. Uh, there's a, a beer they just released called strictly taconic. Um, and the reason why it's called strictly taconic is because they uh, they used basically like 100 percent 100 percent New York beer. Um, there's this hop farm called uh, Indian Ladder Farm, which is uh, up you know up up the up the taconic um, in northern New York. Um, so, like, on the image, there's a car passing by, and if you look on the license plate, the car that's leaving the scene says Ass Man on the license plate. <laughs> nice. Um, so you can kind of, like, you know, you can sneak stuff in there, you know, or an airborne beer. There's, you know, an airborne beer can is being thrown, and it says, like, Whiz, you know, Whiz beer on it, you know. You can kind of, you can start to play around and, and hide things in there, see if anybody notices. Um which is uh, a lot, you know, it's a lot of fun to to do while you're while you're working. You're like, oh, that's funny. I should probably put that in there, you know. I love um, that stuff. It's like, oh, do you mean that? And yeah. sometimes it's like, no, just coincidence. Other times it's definitely like, yeah. So, yeah. So, so good on you. In my previous life, uh, you know, I did some radio work. I'm uh, when you're creating, what do you what are you listening to, or you know, what's the uh, what's the scene like? Are you a music guy? Are you kind of uh, chill. What's going um, on? Yeah. So, uh, so, you know, it kind of like it, it, it throws back and forth. Um, what I like to do is I like to, uh, now we're talking about the big dogs, I guess. Um, uh, the, it's a, probably a combination between like music and movies. I would say is probably what I do when I'm working. Um, I absolutely, absolutely love, uh, John Carpenter movies. Um, you know, I'll, I'll be watching, you know, the thing for the 200th time. Um, I've probably seen that movie like at least once a year since I was, you know, 10 years old or something like that. Um, so it'll, it'll go, it'll go that way with really, really, um, looking at stuff like being stimulated while you're working, you know, like visually stimulated while you're working. Um, you can, you can watch those movies and something really just kind of, catches your eye and makes you think in a different way, or, uh, it might just inform something that you're doing, you know? And then other times, you know, other times it might be completely literal. You know, you might remember something from something you've seen in the past, you know, like, uh, there's that guy, uh, uh, I think, um, I'm not really sure how long he worked with Disney, but his name is of Iwerks and, uh, his cartoons are, kind of went off on his own and uh these cartoons are like really really insane um really really cool stuff uh just working with a you know black and white or grayscale medium and cartoons and you know one of his cartoons it's, it's called flippy the frog and there's just this episode where flippy the frog literally straight up goes into an opium den and uh smokes opium and the rest of the cartoon is shot through some kind of like weird fisheye rotating lens. So you're, you're kind of like, you're watching this character getting fucked up and like seeing the things that he's seeing, uh, you know, cat, you know, captured in this moment. Um, which is also, again, a lot of fun to, to just watch and have it stimulate what you might be working on. Um, and then, and then music, uh, I would say for music, it's probably going to be something that's 
kind of like long and rolling, like a, you know, like a Kraftwerk record or, you know, a Led Zeppelin record or something like that. Um, or, you know, or jazz records like, uh, uh, like Headhunters by Herbie Hancock or, uh, you know, Lou Donaldson, you know, stuff like that. Like just, ex- you know, like expansive, long, long track songs, I guess is probably what I would gravitate towards when I'm, when I'm working. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. I, my yeah. search is just going to be totally fucked when I look up Flippy the Frog and Opium Den. So it's, it's good. <laughs> 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 and then I'll throw, I'll throw Disney in there too, so I make sure I end up on some yeah. sort of a list somewhere. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Opium Den yeah. animals. Yeah, we good. Yeah, yeah. No, I actually looked it up. Yeah, it's, like, yeah. yeah, I'll definitely yeah, watch I mean, it. Yeah, yeah. I kind of definitely like. I like very, very quickly bend towards like, uh, like more imaginative or like fantasy based uh, media when I'm when I'm working on artwork. Just like the, the whole idea that like you can. You know, somebody's somebody's fabricated a whole world that's uh, that that's that's on film or like in a TV show or or something like that, where you just you know you kind of like see all this stuff being acted out in a 100 percent you know closed you know closed circuit generated world. You know, it's very very inspiring. Yeah. Yeah, it seems like yeah something very immersive. Again, even just kind of like you're talking about the longer songs, the longer albums, kind of. There's not as many as, I mean, there are still some today, but I think they're few and far between, you know, but those albums that are actually, the, the album is the piece of artwork, not the, not the song or the single, so to speak. So we can yeah, go yeah, the, yeah, yeah, just the, yeah, the, the tradition of like, I just like the tradition of a long play, I guess I, I would suppose like just, yeah. you know, the, that music was produced during a very specific technological reality, which is like, I, I don't want to fetishize it or anything like that, but like, yeah, if you're going to put a record on, you're probably going to listen to the whole side. You know, you're not going to really switch through songs or anything like that. So you kind of like, uh, like maybe like a meditative state. You just maybe go into a little bit of a trance, especially when you're working, you know, because it really yeah. does become part of, you know, what you're working on. Yeah, especially with some For of your sure. stuff. Yeah, some of your stuff not, you know, being of this earth or, you know, of this consciousness. You know, I think, yeah, I think some Floyd would go well with what you're trying to do there too, that type of stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, they, they, they get played. <laughs> they definitely get played for sure. Yeah. And, and, and on a good note, we'll do it when I was a kid, right? Cause you're talking about records and you know, the idea of like, you aren't just hop, you couldn't just be like, okay, I want to hear one track from working man's dead and then play great gig in the sky. And then it was like, no, you were like committed. So it was like a lot of work to, to get the records yeah. going. So yeah, yeah. And the only way out of it would be like to if you if you were going to take time to like make a tape or something like that. You know, that's, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's really the only way you could combine things. If we know. don't sound any fucking so. older, you brought in you brought in making the tapes. <laughs> right, yeah. Yeah. Uh, what are you going to do? I mean, uh... <laughs> <laughs> no. Many a great mixtape was made by this guy, so it definitely was. Uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I definitely remember. So, <laughs> so yeah, I just wanted to uh, you know thank you for for making some time today, uh, especially hopefully we're more enjoyable than your trip to the dentist and. Uh, yeah. Definitely, uh, like I said, I'm in the the city fairly regularly, so I'll make sure maybe we can uh, grab you know grab one. Maybe we'll go to your 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 Wharton Mold place and uh, go check it out. Yeah, that'll be great. We'll uh, we'll we'll chug beers at the deli counter and then um, try to crush the cans on our forehead. All right, and if and I will I will make a bracelet on my wrist so I tell you who to call when I knock myself out. <laughs> 
of all the stupid things I've done in my life, that's one of those I've not tried yet, and I think that I'll, uh, I'll let you go first. I'll let you go first. Yeah, 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 yeah. Don't, uh, don't, don't start a new habit now. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, hopefully, hopefully, uh, you know, I'll try. I definitely like to get to Brooklyn and uh, you know see see the setup in, in person. And when you start when you start doing the the prints, they definitely let us know. Um, you know, our one of our dream projects is to do uh, like a an art show, but be more like a, a beer, kind of a beer infused art show. So we would love to, as that moves forward, you know, we'll see what happens. It's in the dream stage right now, yeah. but we're going to try to make that a reality. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that sounds awesome. I, I would definitely like to be part of that for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Awesome. Sounds good. Um, right. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks. You, thank you for doing this. I really appreciate it. Uh, it's really nice to, nice to talk about this stuff. Well, you work hard, man. Thanks great, for thanks great, for what you're doing, great. and uh, thanks to the guys over at KCBC and the whole crew, and we'll get in touch soon. Okay, sounds good. All right, cheers. Bye. All right, talk talk to you later. Bye. And there we have it, folks. Another episode of the 16-ounce canvas in the books. I want to thank Mr. Earl Holloway for being a part of our 36th episode I want to thank you, the listeners, for checking us out. Shameless call. If you haven't had a chance to, head on over to iTunes. Leave us a review. Rate the show. We love your feedback. We take it seriously. And if there's anything we do, we can do to prove it. That's always cool, too. You know, That means you're listening. That means you care. And it's really nice to hear that. So we love, love the feedback. We love the interaction on Facebook. You know, we've been trying to really be a little more active on Twitter. And Instagram's kind of been the main stake here. So if you're into any of those things, they're really popular social media platforms that are definitely going to be taking off in the near future. So we thank you for that. And it is Thanksgiving time. You might be checking us out the day after Black Friday. We are thankful. And we just thought it'd be nice to, to kind of go through and thank those folks who have helped you know, make this possible. I think first and foremost is my lovely and beautiful wife who puts up with me doing this uh, each week. I put a lot of time into it, a lot of late hours, and so she's super supportive of that, and so we're really appreciative of that. I want to thank all of the artists. We're up to 35 artists now, and it is kind of crazy. So in no particular order, I want to thank Craig Gilbert, Dan Blakesley, David Paul Seymour, Dean McKeever, Heidi Geist, Hal Golson, Luke Snowbeck, Matthew Leach, Tom Lesnar, Tim Skirvin, only the talented fellow colorblind himself, Mr. Mike Lawrence, Warren Thoreau, Tim Oxton, Sarah Shannon, Robbie Davis, Mike Van Hall, Max Toth, Lisa Sotero, Lindsey Tweed, Jason Burke, David Kaminsky, Brett Habercorn, ding, 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 right? A lot of shit, right? A lot of artists, a lot of great people being a part of this project. It's kind of crazy, right? Alex Peltz, BJ Scribbs, Lauren Grimm, Jake Alexander, Carl Grandin, Kevin Simo, Matthew Ryan Sharp, Nick Gamma, Peter Wayno, Vincent Walhalla, Tim Botchin, and we're even going to give a little love to Sandy Plunkett, even though we cannot get the guy on the phone. It's driving me a little bit crazy, to be honest with you. But then, what's, uh, yeah, 
but it's Thanksgiving, so let's let's be positive. Let's appreciate what we have. I want to thank everybody on the Facebook uh, group who's been checking us out on the, on the regular. He's been super supportive. Thank Bob Winkle for our lovely and amazing labels. I want to thank uh, Aaron and Brian for their feedback. My brother-in-law Frank for his support. And all the great different breweries and folks around the country have been really supportive and reaching out to us, letting us know they're enjoying what we're doing. If we didn't thank you, we will, because we're not going anywhere. We've got a lot more coming for you. This is going to be our fourth 12-pack. That means if you do the math, you carry the two, bing, bang, boom. I think it's over the 48. We've already worked on our fifth. We're going to break our first year, and we're going to do it, do it in stride. We're going to keep things moving along. We've had some... Uh, interest on some other cool stuff and we're going to keep those discussions going like I said it is Thanksgiving weekend here in the United States it's been a crazy year for the country but I just want to say that family and friends regardless of what's going on are always most important I am thankful for all of you I'm thankful that I'll be able to put something there positive out in the community that's been accepted and we're going to keep doing that for the unforeseeable future and that's the beauty of it so We thank you. Until next week, this has been the 16-ounce canvas, The Art of Craft Beer, episode number 36, featuring the one and only Mr. Earl Holloway, comic book man himself, KCBC, kind of like ACDC bag. But anyway, it stands for, if you're scoring at home, since we're kind of the rolling credits out here, it is the Kings County Brewers Collective. They can be found at kcbcbeer.com, the same on Instagram, and you can find Earl at Funny Bone Stuff. He's got the jokes, he's got the sense of humor, and we had a damn good time. It was natural. We never met before. We're laughing, we're joking, we're having a good old time, and hopefully you did too here. Hope you do each and every week. We're just hitting our stride, we are feeling good, we are feeling no pain. But until next week, we thank you, and we thank you, and we thank you. Just think, this is the day after Thanksgiving, so Thanksgiving Day leftovers are some, I might, hey, we're going to leave out there. Aren't they better than the real thing? Think about it. Cranberry sauce, little mashed potatoes, some corn, turkey, put that shit on on some bread, make a sandwich. Think about it. See you next week, folks. Much love and thank you.